a few months ago. Um, this this is a scripture that I've been trying to figure out what what does it mean. And I know that whenever we read, um, we could read the same passage many times, and each time God will give us a new understanding of the passage. Um, but uh, I, I would like us to look at Luke 8, 4 through 15, the parable of the sower. Okay, so um, this parable, it's meant to illustrate the effect of God's word um, in the heart. And in it, there are four examples that Jesus uses to help us to understand um, what these effects are. Um, let's see, I I've also did a few rough drawings um, to... to kind of work through what I believe each means. And um, whenever you're reading, God will give you different things in different ways. And sometimes just for you to help process what it is that you are reading, um, maybe drawing is for you, I don't know. Uh, but whatever way it is that God speaks to your heart to kind of delve into scriptures, that's what you should do. Um, okay, so, so for the first, um, all right, let, I'm, I'm going to read. <laughs> I think that would be best. Okay, so when a great crowd gathered and people from town after town came to him, he said in a parable, a sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell on the path, and it was trampled on, and the birds of the air ate it up. So with the first, um, with the first example, um, what I think of is what I think of is whenever you are walking down a path. Um, I don't know how many of you guys like to walk in the park, but something that you'll notice is the trails. The ground is very hard from everybody walking on it, and it's difficult for anything to grow there because it's, um, it's constantly being trampled on. Um, so not only is it dense, but there's all of this traffic, and then it's very easy for the birds to see, okay, what's, what's on this path? Okay, so here, here's a picture of um, a pathway, a trailway in Lada Plantation. And you can see very easily that uh, nothing is growing. Well, there's moss and stuff like that, but there aren't any big plants growing where you would be walking. And in the next picture, oh, okay, all right, um, okay. Uh, so some fell on the rock, and as it grew up, it withered for lack of moisture. So that's the, the next thing that um, Jesus says. So here is the life cycle of wheat. 
And as you can see, um, it, it progresses right there from that tiny seed all the way to the mature white one where it's able to bear all that grain, all that, all that fruit. Um, but what, what comes to me whenever I look at this part here, verse 6, is the word superficial. And so I'm going to read the definition for that. Let's see here. All right, so superficial, existing or occurring at or on the surface, situated or occurring on the skin or immediately beneath it, appearing to be true or real only until examined more closely, not thorough, deep, or complete, cursory, not having or showing any depth of character or understanding. And then some more, um, uh, some more definitions of this are, Uh, presenting only an appearance without substance or significance. So whenever we read this right here, verse, verse 6, some fell on the rock and as it grew up, it withered for lack of moisture. Um, the, the seedling, it's not able to, um, it's not able to, live because it does not have any moisture. Um, and it does shoot up very quickly. You know, it, it's eager to get the sunlight. Um, but again, there's, there's no depth to the root system. So it cannot survive. It is physically unable and incapable of doing so. Um, let's see. So if we turn to Isaiah 29:13 All right. Um the Lord said because these people draw near with their mouths and honor me with their lips while their hearts are far from me and their worship of me is human commandment learned by rote um he continues on um, to to speak about that, but this is pointing out worship that is superficial. Um, so that, along with, if we turn to John four thirteen through fourteen, let's go there. Okay, so um, and John. In John 4, Jesus, um, the title is Jesus and the Woman of Samaria. So Jesus goes to this town in Samaria. And when he's there, um, he, he meets a woman. And let's see here. Okay, Jesus asked her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. And then when we kind of, when we move further down in the scripture, everyone who drinks of this water 
will be thirsty again, but those who drink of the water that I will give them will never be thirsty. The water that I will give them, or the water that I will give, will become in them a spring of water gushing up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I may never be thirsty or have to keep coming here to draw water. So the reason why these are all grouped with um, the example of this second heart is because um, when, when this little seedling um, is unable to survive, it says it's because of a lack of moisture. That means that um, the seedling doesn't have that access to the water that it needs. So if it had the living water, it would be able to flourish, but it does not in this example. Okay, um, so let's turn back to Luke. Okay, so um, the next heart. Uh, Some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew with it and choked it. All right, so so for this, um, whenever you look at thorns growing, um, I know that there's different kinds of thorns, but they, they can grow really fast and they can also grow in a clump. So this word choke um, or choked, this is the word that just really grabbed my attention. This is the word that stood out to me. Um, and this is the word that I understood that I needed to explore further. Um, so, all right, so for, for this, if we look at Luke 9, 57 through 67, let's see, Luke 9. Okay. So at, at this point when reading this, this, this is when this jumped out to me um, and I was able to understand uh, what, what it was that it, what it was referencing. So I think, all right, I'll, I'll read all of it. As they're going along the road, someone said to him, I'll follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of God has nowhere to lay his head. To another he said, Follow me. But he said, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. But Jesus said to him, Let the dead bury their own. But as for you, go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Another said, I will follow you, Lord. But let me first say farewell to those at my home. Jesus said to him, no one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom. So when I read this, what the Holy Spirit put on me is, these are examples of um, people who are being choked. I mean, they, they sought out Jesus. They said that they wanted to follow him, but they weren't unable. They, they did not because the cares of the world as he explains it later, um, those choke them from doing so. Let's see. 
and um, if you turn to Luke 10, uh, 1 through 20, it talks about the mission of the 70. And um, those people, they, they could have been part of that, but they missed out on it because they allowed um, these cares of the world to, to choke them. And let's see, if, if you do turn there, 1 through 20, uh, at verse 17, it says, The seventy returned with joy, saying, Lord, in your name, even the demons submit to us. He said to them, I watched Satan fall from heaven like a flash of lightning. See, I have given you authority to tread on snakes and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing will hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice at this, that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. So they, they missed out on something really big here. Um, let's see. Uh, if we turn also to, let's see, Luke 10, um, 38 through 42. All right. Now as they went on their way, he entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks. So she came to him and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you're worried and distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part which will not be taken away from her. So as we can see here, Mary missed an opportunity where she could have been, um, she could have been right next to Jesus. She could have been soaking up everything that it was that he was saying, but instead she was so busy trying to do this and trying to do this and probably um, worrying about making sure that everything was just right, you know, accommodations, um, uh, you know, do we have all the food ready for all the guests? Um, and when she was thinking about all these things, she missed out on the most important thing, which was spending time with, with God. She could have done that, but um, let's see. So I wrote, Martha missed out for this. Um, let's see. And... Uh, with with verse 42 um, this is one that actually ties into another part of the scripture let's see in Luke so we will talk about that in a little bit all right So some fell into good soil, and when it grew, it produced a hundredfold. So, so at, um, at the end of the life cycle of the wheat, um, we could see uh, that there, there's many, there are many, many you know, grains, it's pretty much overflowing. Um, there, there is one 
picture of it. So just, just imagine in your head, you know, the amber waves of grain. Just, just see that for a moment in, in your mind. So that's, that's what the last, uh, what this sentence here is, is saying. Okay, and as he said this, he called out, let anyone with ears listen. Okay, and um, so if we skip down to the parable of the sower explained. Um, let's see. Now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. The ones on the path are those who have heard. Then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. The ones on the rock are those who, when they hear the word, receive it with joy. But these have no root. They believe only for a while and in time of testing fall away. As for what fell among thorns, these are the ones who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by the cares and riches and pleasures of life, and their fruit does not mature. But for the one in the good soil, these are the ones who, when they hear the word, hold fast in an honest and good heart, and bear fruit with patient endurance. Let's see, so... Alright, so whenever I said that um, verse 42... Uh, was important of Luke 10. Um, it's it's important that we're able to ask ourselves um, what what is it that is choking us? Because in order for us to grow, um, we need to identify those things that are within us that are constricting us and constricting our growth. Um, and that is why that word that, you know, choking stood out because it's, it's so important. We really can't move forward unless we're able to identify these things. And if you ask God, he will show them to you. Um, so, uh, for verse 42, Luke 10, let me go back to that. Um, so it says, uh, there, there is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. If we read um, an amplified version, okay, um, and it's just below uh, the parable of the lamp. Uh, so be careful how you listen, for whoever has a teachable heart, to him more understanding will be given, and whoever does not have a longing for truth, even what he thinks he has will be taken away from him. So you can see these two scriptures tie together. Um, and here Jesus, Jesus told Martha, hey Martha, Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. Um, so, uh, just having that teachable heart, that will help um, all of us to overcome whatever it is that is uh, choking us and preventing us from moving forward. Um, let's see. And uh, so I, I do have an example. Um, all right. Uh, so, whenever you go out to eat, right? Um, 
So say, say you go out to eat. You sit at a restaurant and you, you want to order steak, right? Um, you tell the waiter how it is that you would like your steak. You say, okay, you know, I, I would like it medium rare. I don't know, however you want it, that's how you want it. But um, so you tell that to the waiter. But then the waiter says, well, how about we try it this way? Or I recommend some, I recommend this other way. Instead of having it, you know, medium rare, how about we, we cook it, like, completely, thoroughly, right? And, you know, you, you, you would hope that the waiter would, would accept what it is that you, you have asked. Um, and then so your order comes, and you don't get what it was that you asked for. You get what it is that the waiter gave you. Um, let's let's kind of flip this now, because another word for waiter is servant. So if <laughs> if God says, you know, th this is how I would like something, this is what I'm asking for. As the server, yeah, as the server, um, I, I, I cannot tell him, uh, no, God, <laughs> this is what you should have. <laughs> I, I just got to be like, okay. <laughs> um, but that's, that's, that's an example of, um, you know, a, a teachable heart there. Um, so, oh, thank you. Um, so for the fourth heart, um, it is, it's directly opposed to um, uh, the, the second one, which was superficial. So the fourth heart is genuine. And we'll read some definitions of genuine in, in a minute. OK, um, genuine. Truly what something is said to be authentic. Um, of a person, emotion, or action, sincere. Let's see. And something pretty neat. Whenever you look um, at the breakdown of the word, um, in Latin, uh, genuine, genu, it means me. And uh, so in the late 16th century, um, the knee was a reference to the Roman custom of a father acknowledging paternity of a newborn child by placing it on its knee, later associated with birth, genus, race, stock. Uh, so, let's see. More definitions of genuine. Actually having the reputed or apparent qualities or character, actually produced by or proceeding from the alleged source or author, sincerely and honestly felt or experienced, actual or true, free from hypocrisy or pretense, sincere. So this, this fourth heart, this is where you see the amber waves of grain or the, the bountiful harvest. Okay. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, I have more scriptures um, written down here. Uh, if you are looking to um, 
know more about that. Uh, John 6, 35 through 59, Jesus is the bread of life. John 10, 1 through 21, Jesus is the good shepherd. John 15, 1 through 17, Jesus is the true vine. Um, and Romans 10, uh, 6 through 13. All right. Yes, ma'am.